Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey guys, thanks for coming back to the show. And today we've got something fun and interesting. We're having a recent investor come on and talk about his story. So Phil's here to join us and talk about his investing journey, a lot of things he's already done before, and specifically why he's going to be investing in our new fund. So Phil, thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be here. Can you kind of give us a little background of kind of what you do as a job and, and then maybe how you got into investing when you first started? Sure, sure. So I'm a physical therapist. I graduated from physical therapy school about six years ago. I worked in different settings, outpatient, inpatient, and ended up in home health, physical therapy. So I go to people's homes and and do physical therapy with them in their home. About the exact same time I graduated about six years ago, me and my wife bought our first home and uh, we bought that home for... (laughs) For a great deal, it was like a $1,500 home for $210,000 and putting work into it, we were able to flip it around and and sell it for $290,000. So I made $80,000 off of that home and that was my first and best investment right then. (laughs) That's so exciting when you buy your first first property and flip it. I remember doing that myself. There's nothing like it. We actually lived in this home for two years before we sold it, but yes, yeah. it wasn't a typical flip, but I, I, I did cabinet making, um, yeah. as a profession for a little while, while I was going, doing my undergrad, I worked for a guy and, and had my own business and learned the ins and out of cabinet making. So I, we, we put some work into this home and, and lived in it for a couple of years and sold it for a great, obviously the, the market was going up too. So that helped contribute to the the selling price. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And so, okay, so that's the that's the first one you did. And then what other investments have you guys done? Okay. So about five years ago, I, I was just so interested in investing. I started listening to podcasts because no one, I never had a mentor or someone sit down with me and say, hey, Phil, what are you going to, this is what you got to investment. And this is where you got to put your money. You know, I never had that. I grew up in a, a large family. We didn't really have much money. There's eight kids. And, and I I remember having work for my high school lunches. You know, I, I had to pay for my own lunches. I had to pay for my own undergrad, my schooling and, and everything. So I started to just get really interested in investing and, and listen to podcasts. I, I listened to everything I could. And one thing that that came up over and over is this accredited investor status where you have to have a million dollars net worth and, or make over 200,000 as an uh, individual or 300,000 as a married couple and i just like looked at that and like wow like there's so many great opportunities out there for accredited investors i got 
advertisements. I researched companies. A lot of them were real estate. And I was like, oh man, I just want to be an accredited investor so bad so I can get these great deals because a lot of them, the returns were somewhere between 15 to 20%. Yeah. And and that that's just just great return considering the the stock market, you know, average over a long period of time is around, only around eight to nine percent. Um and so, I, but I did what I could, you know, I, I, I found some real estate syndications where they did multifamily and, and single family group investments, and they did pretty good, you know, somewhere between eight to 15% for non-accredited investors. I, I invested in three of those and one of them has, has finished, they sold all their property. And mm-hmm. so I got a, like a 12% return on the the three-year period that I was holding with them, which is pretty good. It was, and then I, you know, I max out my IRAs with my wife, and for me, I'm just trying to do the best I can to set my family up for a good life in the future, and and that's that's what I look forward to is is to not have to work so much so I can be around my family. I have two little kids. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and. I just want to spend as much time as I possibly can with them. So, but I know to get there, I got to make my money work for me. And that is something I learned within these last five years, listening to podcasts after podcasts is getting my money to work for me. And even Warren Buffett says that, you know, get your money working for you while you're sleeping, you know, and I really take that to heart. And, and one thing I've learned more than anything is to diversify. So I try to get my money in the everything I possibly could just even a little bit there, a little bit there. And I even dabbled into crypto a couple of years back. And I will tell you, I got lucky. <laughs> I got in and out before it went, it started crashing. You're and one of the lucky ones. I was one of the lucky ones. Yes. And I, I made some good money, you know, but if I kept in it, I I would be more negative than when I started for sure. And uh, the sad thing is I have friends that lost all their money. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a coin out there. It's called Luna. It was one of the top 10 crypto coins for a time. And then in one day, maybe like two days, it went, it was over, it was like a hundred dollars for the coin. And then it went all the way down to zero. And it was just ridiculous. People lost millions and millions of dollars on holding this coin and it and it, that's the thing about crypto any one of those coins can go to zero you can lose everything yeah, and then like true speculation <laughs> yeah yes. true speculation is not built on anything real at all right right yeah and and you know i, I don't want to <laughs> distance those listeners that are believers in crypto but it, it is risky and it's it's a very emotional ride as well i remember sitting looking at my my phone and one day I'd make like like five hundred dollars the next day I would lose a thousand and the next day I'd make two two thousand and it was just like so up and down and it was just like such an emotional ride and I would be like oh I should have sold oh I should have bought more and it's just it's just so emotional it just wasn't for me and I knew I had to get out of there because I am an emotional person I I can't I can't be in crypto <laughs> where it's so up and down and even some of the brokerages like Voyager and Celsius went bankrupt. So yeah. even if you were holding some of the safer coins like Bitcoin, you lost everything because the company that you had your money in went bankrupt. So it's, it's really kind of sad, you know, so I saw that 
and I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Right. So luckily I got in and out. And then in 2020, when the stock market went down a lot, I, I saw potential to get into some stay home stocks. I got in Zoom, PayPal, DocuSign, and I made a, another luck deal. <laughs> I made a, a killing on these great companies that that helped out with the stay home from from, from the pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, yes, yes. But I held those for about six months, got out. And then uh, obviously in 2020, those same stocks did terrible in 2021. <laughs> and so I just got lucky there as well. <laughs> and then about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I invested some of my money. And like I said, I like to diversify. So if something does go down, it's not all my money, right? I love, I have to have my money in a lot of different places, but I did take a a little chunk of my money and and put it into an investment firm that I found that offered like a 12% return. And I don't want to name the company. I don't know how much I can actually be public about this. This you can deal. just use their letters, <laughs> right? Yeah, PE is the is okay. The, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so later on, so we get going, and I see that the SEC came in and and shut the company down. And you know, obviously, I investigated and I I learned that this company, when they were private for about ten years, and they took. Maybe people, people they knew as money and invested it and, and beat the 12% somewhere else and right. gave their shares 12% after a year. And, but as soon as they went public, they didn't file the SEC paperwork. And, and now they got in trouble with SEC and they came and shut them down. And, and now I, they, the company went ghost and now I can't get my money until the, the SEC includes their investigation, which can take years. And so like, you know, I've made good investments, lucky investments, poor investments. And a lot of what I've learned is you have to vet these companies. Like, in you have depth. To vet the people and really, you know, well, I, what I love about your story is how you, I know you use the word lucky a lot, but, you know, you're a really good investor in the sense that you're quite proactive. You really think a lot about what you're doing. You're thoughtful, you're insightful. Even if you didn't know something about it, you went out and tried to find as much information as you can. So you're quite proactive coming from a background of not a lot of money, right? Just the way your brain is thinking, I have to commend you because most people don't do that. And it wasn't really lucky. It was you really investigating and noticing a turn in the market and an opportunity. And then the second thing is you 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 trusted people. You trusted them to do what they said they were going to do. So, you know, that's not on you. <laughs> that's on them. But I love your story because it shows just the variety of things that you've done for your family. That's the thing. You know, I have a picture up on my board of my family and that's why I go to work. That's why I invest. I want to create a a life where they don't have to worry about anything. We can have experiences in our life that that money can provide it. You know, money isn't happiness, but freedom, freedom is happiness, you know, And, and I want to be able to take them places that I never was able to go as a kid and, and do things that I was never able to do. And, and so I, I try, you know, I try, I work hard, I investigate, I spend so much time every week trying to look for these good deals, these, mm-hmm. these investments 
out there that's going to set me ahead and set me apart, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to be safe. I have my IRAs maxed out for retirement, but if I can create an experience where I, my job is optional in 15 years, wow, that would be so incredible for me, you know, to be around my family more often. And then obviously that kind of led me to Sterling Rhino Capital, just searching, looking for things. And first, when I saw this when I found Sterling Rhino Capital and the, the return that they were offering with their latest deal, I was like, oh, another accredited investor deal. Like, there's no way that this company is going to allow a non-accredited little guy like me invest in their company. But I looked over their website, deep dived in, you know, saw that their SEC filing was for accredited and non-accredited. So anyone that's listening that doesn't know, but any of these real estate deals, when they when they take on investors, they have to file a 506C for accredited investors and then a 506B for both. And so I remember the B for both, accredited and non-accredited. And so I found that they they had those SEC filings for both. And I was like, oh heck yeah, like let's let's figure out how I can get my money into this. And uh I set up a an interview with I can't remember who one of the employees. Yeah, Chris. Uh-huh. Probably Chris, maybe or Aaron. Well, well, I I think it was Aaron first. Yeah. And then I I found an option to set up a an interview with Chris directly, and I was like, oh, I get to talk with the CEO. That's awesome. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I set up a interview with him, and it was incredible. And I mean, the guy was so down to earth. He. I could tell that he cared about me as a little guy. He taught me in my interview. I mean, it was supposed to be like a 15, 20 minute interview, but we spent 45 minutes. He was so excited about his real estate deals that he's done in the past. And this new one that that is a great opportunity for all, all the investors. He taught me how to invest my money, it, not just in his deal, but he just taught me like how one of the things that stood out to me the most is cash flow versus building net wealth and, and and equity in a property and all these books that I read are all talking to me about like you need cash flow you need cash flow you need cash flow you need to get that eight percent distribution and, and things like that and and he's like you know what look you're young you're 35 years old and you can put your money into some of these deals that are a little bit longer time frame with maybe a a longer time frame to get distribution or, or no distribution or reinvest your dividends and distribution. And every five to seven years, we have a deal. You just reinvest that, that money and you're going to get a net worth much, much faster. And then in 15 years, if you do that three times, you can take all that net worth and all that money and then put it into our other deals where you are getting a dividend and distribution, and you can live off of that. There's your retirement. And that just stuck with me wholeheartedly. I will be able to provide amazing experiences for my family. So yeah, I just loved how how Chris was so open with me, down to earth, very much cared about me as the little guy. And after that conversation, and before I invested, obviously, I was still going to vet the company, went through, read the SEC filings. Because of what happened to me with this other company, I took it seriously in, in this vetting process. I listened to all of Chris's podcasts, and I got through maybe 
three of them before I knew that I was going to invest in this company. But I still uh, took the time to to listen, 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 learn. And I could tell that a lot of his past deals that he's done with rehabbing multifamily properties, uh, he he changed lives. You know, he he changed communities, bettered communities by taking these rundown properties where people were not happy living here and he rehabbed them and people were happy living there. And it kind of, it, it, it stopped the crime in the buildings and in the area. And because people that were the criminals and that, that did the the crime didn't want to live there anymore and it kind of pushed them out. And so it was just really interesting. I, I love to hear that. I love to see that he's actually, what he's working on is, is is real and it's bettering the communities that he's doing these uh multifamilies in. Yeah, I think both both Chris and Paul are really good examples of, you know, a lot of times we think of real estate developers as kind of like, you know, the evil people that are coming in and destroying communities. But I think most people don't realize that so many people are like you and me, like regular people who then maybe learned a little bit about real estate and and they're they're redoing these communities, right? They're they're making them much better places to live. And they're necessary to create good societies if they're done ethically. And both Chris and Paul are have very, very high standards with ethics. So I think you've you've seen that. You've heard that by meeting them. And I just love your story. It's so inspirational what you've been able to do in a really short amount of time. I mean, you're 35 and you've already learned all this from basically scratch. And now you've made your way into one of the best deals of the century. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, this is just going to be an incredible project that kicks off. I don't know if you know this, but we're going to be doing a mixer and they're going to be unveiling the very first property coming up. They have a lot more details around it. So I think you're going to really enjoy that presentation. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Wow, that would be great. So you're definitely excited and all in on this. And I'm excited that you're not only going to be able to give your children such a a magical, like a regular childhood, right? Like a really fun childhood with experiences. But I think you're just going to be an incredible dad of teaching them about real estate, teaching them about wealth building. That to me is as important as the other part, because your kids won't, they'll know how to make money, right? They'll know how to take care of themselves from when they're very young. Right. And, and it's, I'm going back to that saying like money doesn't make you happiness, but it it does bring freedom. And I want to teach my kids that I want to not just give them everything because I had to work hard in life. You know, I, I went to physical therapy school, had $120,000 of debt, and now it's all paid off. I'm very blessed to have that paid off, you know, and it's, I, I work hard. I, you know, I, I work hard, but I want to, I want to play hard with my family as well, you know, and, and create a life where just have these amazing experiences. And, and that's what it's all about is I want to teach my kids that, Hey, money, money isn't everything, but work hard for it. And you can have these great experiences with your own families. And yeah, I, I definitely through all my experience, I want to be the mentors of my kids, you know, that's what, what, what my hope is. And they can get started on a, on all real estate deals and investing much earlier than what I did. And, um, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you know this, but we also have the, the crowdfunding platform where you can invest as little as a thousand dollars. So, you know, talk about your journey when you first started and you, you had to have a million and, you know, net worth, 
to be accredited and then you learned you're not accredited, but you got into this deal. I mean, imagine if you could have got in with $5,000, right? Or $1,000 and watch this same process happen in a few years. So there's basically three ways to get into this incredible opportunity. And that's just not done very often. So yeah, maybe you'll put a thousand dollars in each of your kids' names in a little teeny fund for them, right? Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll we can do that and it'll pay for their colleges someday, maybe. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, let's see. Yeah, not as close, but it'll it could be a, a good good portion of their money. Yeah. My wife always is the, the risk adverse in the relationship. (laughs) So I always have to take these, these ideas to her and kind of convince her to get on board with, with, with anything investment. If it was her (laughs) and she had all the money we had, she'd put it in the bank and just let us sit there and we would lose to inflation. Right. (laughs) Right. So I'm the, I'm the dreamer and the risk taker. She's, she's, she's not. And so uh, our latest conversation was the difference between like the stock market and these these real estate multifamily deals because right. there there is so much fear about investing in real estate right especially yeah. multifamily and I get that because of what happened in two thousand eight people lost their homes people their home values decreased like tremendously. And I get yeah. that, but multifamily is not the same. And I hope that everyone listening can understand that. Like multifamily is safe. Multifamily is one of the safest assets you can be in. And anyway, I was talking to my wife and like, hey, uh, this is this would be more of a conversation based on what uh, what Chris and Paul have done in the past with rehabbing, mm-hmm. rehabbing their buildings and raising, you know, and, and flipping them. I uh, where they get a on these rehabs, they pay, you know, 8% dividend or so. And then when the property sells, then you get your principal back and any equity that's grown. But I was, I was talking to her and I was like, Hey, would you rather, here's a question. Would you rather put your money somewhere where you get a consistent 8% return every year? And that's not even talking about the sale of the property. That's not even talking about the equity growth and you're getting your, all this money when the property sells, I'm just talking about like, would you rather get your 8% consistent in multifamily real estate or put your money in the stock market and experience these high emotions up, down, up, down. Like I was talking to one of my friends and uh, like in one week he lost like $20,000 in the stock market. Obviously if you sold, you lose the money, but it could be up the next week, but it's just it's just so emotional ride, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where real estate, especially multifamily, is so consistent. And that's what like I hope all the listeners can can understand is how safe multifamily real estate is and and how consistent and yeah. Yeah, how stable it is because it's a real, you know, it's a real property where people really live and they have to live there, right? They have to, people have to have a place to live. So, you know, they're paying rent to live in an apartment. And so it's it's a very stable endeavor compared to the stock market, which is still very speculative, right? This is not multifamily is not speculative. We know what we're building, we know, we know how much it's gonna cost, we know what we can rent the places for, right? So there's it's a much more, there's a lot of known factors, right? That can be controlled and the stock market cannot be controlled at all, right? You can't influence it at all, 
Whereas if you go in with people like Chris and Paul and they're, you know, and Brad, their partner, you, you're, you're, it's, it's a risk, but it's a very controlled risk because you control all the pieces of it, right? So much of the pieces of it. So for me, that's why it feels so much safer, right? Because you actually are in charge of what's happening, right? So I don't know. I don't know. That's how I think about it. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, this has been delightful talking to you. And I think your family is so lucky to have a dad like you, a husband like you to, you know, just you've literally changed your family's legacy in a few years going from how you grew up to how your kids are going to grow up and the things they're going to know from you. I just think it's, it's wonderful. So we're, we're glad that you're part of the, the SRC family. And we're so glad that you shared your story on the podcast. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. It was a pleasure and it was a lot of fun. If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, do I even have enough to retire? And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income and let's build the life of your dreams today.